0: my
2: (ש) כאן במקום הזה את כל מה שהיה ואת כל מה שעוד יהיה רק במקום הזה אני
0: שייך הלב נמשך אני בוכה להישאר (laughs) All Kol the things <laughs>
3: play the trees stop singing without warning it's gonna be a wonderful day you know i got no patience for complaining to stop and fetch but all the bills i have to pay cause even when there should be sunshine but it's raining my feet will dance me to the crets my anyway so money's not the blessings they're coming but you can
0: be strong as we face (laughs)
4: We have to say, I am the only one whos not a <úsica> person whos not a The whole beneath the sea. The soil is not the same, it's the same. the
1: JM in the AM. There we go. Ah, Good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on this January the 15th. Happy birthday to Ann Panina. Ann Panina is celebrating a birthday today on the 15th of January. We wish her the very best from all of us here at JM in the AM. Um it's Wednesday the 15th of January 18th of Teves, that's right it's high Teves, 5780 Pei. 42 degrees in New York 95% humidity winds are west at 8 miles per hour partly cloudy with a high of 51 and tonight showers late with a low of 42 degrees tomorrow partly cloudy and windy with a high temperature of 49 right now 59 in Yerushalayim, 42 here in New York City as we uh, say good morning at J.M. in the a.m. Looking at my notes from yesterday's uh, webinar for the, um, for the uh, World Zionist Congress uh, election. We had a webinar yesterday, and I'm going to use some of the notes that I used yesterday during that webinar for our upcoming conversation with Harov Daron Peretz. Harov Daron Peretz, the uh, chief executive of World Mizrahi, is going to be in our studio today here at JM in the AM. Very much looking forward to greeting him. And um, like I said, I'll be using some of that material from yesterday's uh, webinar uh, during our conversation today. Tomorrow it's vacation time, and I appreciate everybody who is uh, working very hard to keep everything going while I'm away for a few days. It's much appreciated. Uh, our our broadcasts, our JM and the AM broadcasts, will be done by um, uh, Yoni Pollock, Mark Zomick, and Mattis Weingast. Some of the uh, younger and uh, some of the more seasoned veterans of the uh, JM and the AM Nahum Siegel Network family and I'm indebted to them for keeping everybody uh, up to date and uh, and uh, happy and joyous with all the great music and uh, information uh, during my absence. I am back on the 20 one week from today, I'm back one week from today on the 22nd of uh, of January. And then we're going to really start gearing things up. Uh, The Mizrahi election is going to be a very, very big topic. The uh, Kosher Halftime Show is going to be a very, very big topic, etc., etc. So um, we'll have all that coming up. uh, I mean, it'll always be coming up, but, you know, it'll become fast and furious uh, over the uh, next couple of weeks. Um Oh, by the way, on Bite Size today after 9 a.m., Joanna Shepson is going to speak with Ronnie Hollander from the Hollander Distillery. Uh, They gave us a really delicious bottle of uh, liqueur when we were in Israel, and it's an interesting uh, conversation about uh, how things work at the Hollander Distillery. So that's part of Bite Size between 9 and 10 this morning, hosted by Yoni, and of course, including Joanna Shepson and her contributions to the show. In this case, that interview, and it's all coming up between nine and ten Eastern Time here at the J- uh, Here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Right there, you go. <laughs> oh, the music we've been playing. Uh, Shmackolena was from Shalchelis Junior. You heard Ohad with Shirhar Parnasa. Face the Unknown. That was Shulam Lemmer. Benny Friedman's Harasha, Torah from Michal Prezensky Duvi Shapiro. And this is my home. And from Regesh, Modaani, opening things up. And of course, we say. Good morning. Feel free to comment on the app. Listener Benny was commenting on the app uh, last night about the Yeshiva University basketball team. Hmm. Not sure he gets how significant it is that we have a team representing the Jewish people, uh, traveling the country, and representing us well. But okay. Hopefully I'll have a chance to uh, get that point across again at some point. Listener Yaichi. Uh, At 3.14 in the morning Eastern time, about three hours ago, said he was listening in Milano, Italy. Hello, Milano. Thanks, Yoichi, for tuning in and for turning everybody on to the app, the NSN Nahum Segal Network app. And listener John says good morning all on the app. And if you want to comment on the app, go to the NSN Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone. And as as we like to say, comment away, and uh, we'll get to your – we'll get to your, um, what's the word? Comment. <laughs> we'll get to your comments and, and get to your uh, verbal, get to your verbal, uh, contribution to our show. Uh, at some, usually at some point during the, uh, during the broadcast. So that's how it works. And I hope you'll uh, take good advantage of that. More coming up, you're listening to JM in the AM on this Wednesday morning broadcast as um, we await the arrival of Harav Daron Peretz, chief executive, World Mizrahi, who's going to be joining us here at JM JM in the AM. Meanwhile, Joey Newcomb, who debuted at Hask for the first time this past Sunday night, he's got some great songs, and here he is off of his album, to be a Yid. Thank
5: you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you,
6: Hashem.
7: Ay chastay, khastay ay doula hasham ki tay
0: So I beg you to be a river and smite.
8: Hea, 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 hea,
0: hea, ya, Heya, hey, ya, hey, 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 ya, hey, ya, cha yak <unhealthy>
7: mistawib ben
0: kulam khozot leva kol khayab la bikeshun davar akhiyeh <and��> bikibem ba hava w marsha akharala akhtagham lo yadam
7: Ano le, como você vai na gasolina carioca de fotai?
0: Apagando chama, que It will lose my whole Al chetzi sheni, al bechori, al daf, todav gam alosher liday. Oda al chagim, al Shabbat sheshomer shomer, she lo yigamer liolam. Kol yom she The King Joseph is not before The the Naum the
1: in the AM. Boy, oh boy, is he he amazing. Simcha Liner with that great medley off of uh, Project Relax Israeli edition here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard Up Like a Lion. That was, um, uh, uh, excuse me, you heard the Nigun of the Birds done by Shlomo Katz. Up Like a Lion from Aryeh Kunstler. Adama was Matt Dubb. Joey Newcomb had Thank You Hashem. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard. On listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at nachomsigl.com and, and the Nachomsigl Network. And, of course, I love it on in, in the background with our news from Israel coming up. Harav Daron Peretz, chief executive of World Mizrahi, is going to be in this studio this morning. And we are very, very, very much looking forward to it. I mean very. Oh, I just realized if Harav Daron Peretz is here this morning. I should bring him over to the original Mizrahi building.
4: That's a good idea.
1: That is a good idea. Hmm.
9: I'm
1: going to think this through. After all, we're on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. The first of every building is here. First Young Israel, first Mizrahi. Galay Sal in the background. Galitzal Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday. Follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM.
9: מיצא למיהו ישראלים משאר אשתי משלום רעב קנרани עבנאי יממש עכשיו. אז רמת הגاز למיצרא ימסר אנרגיה 6 ניט סיפגש בתצואים בקהיר ימאמיתב סריא אנרגיה של מיצראים איטליה קפריסין ירדן ישראל החלה הבוקר ליצא למיצראים גаз טייבי בשובי 20 מיליארד דולר. בריאון לאמיר יועי לפנה"מ ראתו סיפר ללו אגאז מחירה חשמל היה מזנק בעשרות אחוזים. זו תחושה של סיפוק אדיר, תראה. זה מהלך על הילדים שלנו ועל הנכדים שלנו. ב-30-40 שנים הבאות אנחנו אמורים לקבל מעל 100 מיליארד דולר. וחוץ יש כמובן תארים הגאופוליטיים של שיתוף פעולה עם מזריים, ירדת ובעתיד גם עם אירופה. 2020. שמולי העבודה, על וקורא לכחול לבן, שריינום מועמד שלנו, ונקדם את איסאוי פרדג' לסירייה הראשונה. אני מנסה להביא למצב שבו גם כחול לבן תוכל לסאת איתנו בנטן. זה לא רק בעיה נקודתית או נקודתי של העבודה ומרץ. הסיפור של הייצוג הערבי שינוי במדינה, לריסה הטרימבובלר, אשתו של עיגל אמיר, הוצח ראש הממשלה יצחק רבין זיכרונו לברכה, שהגישה אתמול את רשימתי לכנסת, מספרת ביומן הצהריים, הקמתי את המפלגה על מנת למנוע סתימת פיות.
10: אתה יודע למה הקמנו מפלגה? בגלל שאתם משתיקים אותנו. 24 שנה, אנשים לא יכולים להתקרב לנושא הזה, ומפחדים לדבר. ואין לנו דרך אחרת חוץ מלהקים מפלגה.
9: בית משפט השלום לנוער העריך בחמישה ימים את מעצרו של נער כבן 16 לחשות במעורבות ברצח האישה בת 33 שלשום בלילה באזור הפזורה הבדואית סמוך לנוותים כתבנו רמישנים מציין כי הנער מכריש את החשדות כלביו בישראל חיים כמאה תשעים ושניים אלף שורדי שואה ונפגעי התנכלות אנטישמית כך מפרסמת הרשות לזכויות ניצולי שואה לקראת יום השואה הבינלאומי בדבך עד כתבתנו, ניבי אגור.
11: הרשות העבירה ב-2019 יותר מ 40000 מיליארדי שקלים לניצולי שואה דרך מענקים ותגמולים. לפי נתוני הרשות, יותר מ-40 percent מהניצולים החיים בישראל עברו את גיל 85. 64 אחוז מהניצולים הם ילידי אירופה וכ-20 percent מהאזרחים המוכרים ברשות. אינם ילידי מרוקו ואלג'יריה שסבלו מהתנכלות על רקע אנטישמי. בשנה החולפת הלכו לעולמם 14,800 ניצולי שואה.
9: מסג האוויר עלייה בטמפרטורות, בערי הצפון תנשב נרוחות, מזרחיות עירות. ולסיום, הוגיות חוסר מזל. רשות המיסים הטילה עיצום בסך רבע מיליון שקלים על איש עסקים אמריקני, שהסתיר 260 אלף דולר במזומן בקופסאות של הוגיות אוראו, מבלי להציר על הכסף בכניסתו לארץ מנת בג לפני כשנתיים. כתבנו להיננה כלכלה נטיין כעבור 30 חודשים בנתבאד, שבירשותו 126 אלף דולר בMZUMAN, שעליהם לא יתzierק הנדרש, וניקNAS עליהם ב50 שקלים. אלה החדשות שאורח רועי וולד.
2: Flags. Seen you dressed in national rags Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem Stone. Just a stone.
7: Sanako Kodish E Loy Loy with Shaw sick, um, a harry. She knows an acode is borough. A satoy. O if Loy Porah, Shoy Loy Goh, we find him loyoful. Sirofim loyo, kodoi. I loin I'll bring you Noichi, io chi a semel lo i che ve ho Poi lo i sabah poi voi pora so lo i go i fanim lo io fu se do fi ve lo io me romo go do io me Poi lights avva, poi flowi poda, shoy lo go, mi fanno lo io fu, se non femelo io merco dolce. Ma io me lo in sta sa, abri io il noi di vero, e Sana Kodeshboro, Esatoy. See a boy for a like Hey, Allah, oh, Allah, what's wrong with you?
12: Sahalikli <speaking in> or cole of El Horet <Hebrew> Sashed <speaking in> Arek.
6: Kummi Sahalikli <speaking in> or cole El Horet <Hebrew> Sashed Arek. Kummi Talekle or Kaul El Hare Sashed kumita lekh le oka okhwa
1: In the a.m., there we go. Komet Alech, that's a uh, Baruch, Levine, Baruch Levine selection here at JM in the a.m. Uh, before that, Kol Noar Boys Choir, they had the uh, Kulano Kiachad. Eli Marcus with Kol Torah, an eighth day by request with Jerusalem Stone. I believe that came off of the NSN app, right? Go to the NSN app. You can uh, comment all you want. You could request songs, etc., etc. Um. Good morning from AJA Carpool number 255 to all the other carpools on the road today. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> Send regards to everybody. Uh, yeah, this was it. JM from Teaneck asks Good morning, Malcolm. Can you please play some eighth day? Jerusalem Stone would be great. We did that to open up the uh, 7 o'clock hour here at JM and the Am. 22 minutes after 7 o'clock, a reminder the One Israel Fund has announced its dinner. It's uh, coming up on the uh, 9th of February, happening at the TWA Hotel in Queens. Uh, guests of honor include Dr. Emma Laskenbaum and Bart Baum. Awardees include Ami Luri, a winemaker from Shilo Winery, um, Rebecca and Gabe Boxer, uh, the Grobe, Oppenheimer, and Pollock families accepting an award in memory of Gloria and Morris Grobe, and the Adid Yesha awardees, Hannah Lewin, Talia Laskoff, Molly Sigmund, Isabella Weisfeld and Ariel Yarmish, all 11th graders at SKA Halb High School for Girls. Reservations, journal ads, information, oneisreelfund.org. Oneisreelfund.org. It is as uh, simple as that. Oneisreelfund.org. All right. JM in the AM here on a um, uh, Wednesday morning. We have Daron Peretz, chief executive of uh, World Mizrahi, is going to be in our studio. Cannot wait to welcome him here to JM in the AM. Um, Let's see. It's now 724. Yeah, about a half hour from now. We will Facebook Live the encounter. We will Facebook Live the encounter. You'll be able to see the whole uh, conversation on Facebook Live. Um, Once Rav Darone is here in our studio at JM in the AM. Mordecai Shapiro at JM in the AM.
0: And lo Hashem, Hashem. you I want the day, And don't the desire of God. I'm coming, I don't see get the picture here. I got no reason to fear. I got no reason to fear.
1: AM in the AM with Mordecai Shapiro. It's Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Tomorrow, uh, Yoni Pollock is going to be in. He'll take care of tomorrow's broadcast. On Friday and on Monday, Mark Zomik sitting in. Then Tuesday, Matis Weingast. I'm back a week from today as Yeshiva break starts tonight. Yeah, Yeshiva break starts tonight after school. How do you like that? Um, treat our um, wonderful hosts well. They will treat you well over the next few days, and I'll uh, see you back here Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. Harav Daron Peretz is going to be visiting us this morning, chief executive of World Mizrahi. Very much looking forward to his visit. He'll be here for a couple of uh, very important purposes, and we'll explain why coming up here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, harav zev b'nir b'nir and the uh, Esther Basrius of Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk.
13: Good morning. We read that when Bnei Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, that Paro Melech Mitzrayim made terrible gaserus decrees upon Bnei Yisrael. One of the worst was that no Jewish children should be able to live. And in fact, the pasuk tells us, "Vatimole ha'aretz oisam." and the earth was filled with them. B'nai Yisrael had multiplied exceedingly. They were very strong. The Zarashimshin comments, what does it mean that it says, ha'aretz osom, that the earth was filled with them? There is an amazing answer that we find in the Medrash Rabbah, that actually, as soon as a Jewish child was born, as much as the parents tried to hide it, As much as the parents tried to do all different things to thwart the plan of Paro, the Egyptians would find out about it. They would come after the child in order to kill it. At that moment, the earth would swallow up the child and would protect the child from all harm. That the earth was filled with these children that were protected We also learned that a Malach came down to give the baby oil and honey, very important ingredients for the child's growth. And we find also that the children had an extra measure of protection. From this we learn that no matter what we think, no matter how impossible a situation may be, no matter how difficult it might be, that Hashem always helps us out in ways that may be beyond our own understanding, our own rationale. It says in Devarim, "Hayara Hashem Tikzar is the hand of Hashem ever too short. Hashem is the Kol Yachol. Hashem is the one that can do anything, whether it is within our understanding or beyond our understanding. And we hope that Be'ez HaShem, for all of Klal Yisrael, there are Nisim and Niflos, there are miracles, both the hidden and the revealed, and that we soon see. Be'as Mashiach the coming of the long-awaited Mashiach. Bimhe Amen. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizek. Have a nice day.
1: In the AM with a Katz. Song is called Kuma, Wednesday morning. Well, one of our favorite guests is with us live via telephone, Robertson, Dr. Adina Schmidman is founding director at the uh, OU Women's Initiative, and uh, many of you are aware that they have had an unbelievable response to a recent program that they introduced, and we'll get into that here at JM and the AM. and Dr. Adina Schmidman, welcome back to JM in the AM.
10: Thank you, Malcolm. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning.
1: I appreciate that. The OU Women's Initiative, a division of the Orthodox Union, has launched a new Nachyomi initiative called Torat Imecha, building on the success of the Shoshana Grossman Nachyomi program. Torat Imecha is dedicated by Ita Brandman K- Klaristenfeld in memory of her aunt Malka Nussbaum, Malka Esther Batzvi Yosef, and starting with the Nachyomi cycle back on January the 9th, women scholars are delivering a daily podcast on the books of Nevi'im and Ketuvim at the pace of one chapter a day. Shirem are given by women and geared toward learners of all levels who want to participate in the two-year study cycle. Uh, uh, Rebitson Dr. Adina Schmidman, why has this program been so successful in its first week.
10: Remarkable remarkable response, over 4,000 women across the world have joined in across the world and across the United States. The there's Yomi fervor in the air with the completion of the Dap Yomi and this was an opportunity to cre- to create opportunity and space for other Yomi learnings uh and the women just jumped on board and the, and a few men too uh we're really really thrilled to have superstar presenters day after day one woman educator per safer and we're absolutely thrilled with the response from the community you know what, the,
1: and, yeah, I'm, yeah. No, I'm saying one of the things we learned again in Israel and I say again because we've known this for a long long time but uh, during our experience there during the the Mizrahi Sium, et etc and speaking to our friends at Koren I mean the the uh, amazing and incredible worldwide I'm not saying this is only Israel word, worldwide talent that there is among women uh, when it comes to all of um, of Torah and Talmud scholarship is amazing so it's not it's not a a stretch it's not a reach to say that you have some of the top scholars speakers and lecturers who are participating as presenters in this Nachyomi program We have
10: Superstars—women who are chairs of the Nach department in their schools, who are principals, who are well-known community educators—Rebbitson's exceptional talent that we're thrilled to share with the community and to create a, this learning atmosphere. By the
1: and- way, by the way, was that tough for you trying to uh, <laughs> trying to whittle down? To the exact number of people that should be presenters? Because, frankly, again, I think the, the pool of people is pretty large out there, relatively speaking.
10: The pool is large. Uh, there are a lot of Sifre <laughs> naf. <So, laughs>
1: That's true. So That's true. There is
10: room, there's room and, <laughs> and Tehillim is enormous. And Tehillim is not go- going to be one woman per for the entire saver. there are right. 150 parakim, so there's there's really room. And if Thank some God.
1: and if someone follows this course of study, Nach Yomi, Torati Mecha, they will complete all of it in two years.
10: Correct, 742
1: parakim. Pretty amazing. The whole thing's incredible, and the thousands of people that have already joined. Now you're on today. Obviously, this is a few days old. But you're on today, and there's no reason why anybody who wants to join, man or woman, who's listening right now, there's no reason why they can't do it, right? This is the perfect time actually to jump on.
10: Absolutely. We're a week in. We started January 9th, so actually not even a week in. So right. we're today's uh, Parach Zion right. of Sefer right. It The podcast that we're creating or the audio shirim, are approximately 10 to 12 minutes long. So there's there's just Tremendous opportunity. It's the kind of thing that you can listen to while you're commuting, while you're carpooling, while you're taking a walk. It's it's accessible. Of course, Yehoshua is a narrative, so it's easier to follow. And we the our first speaker, our first presenter for Sefer Yehoshua, is Mrs. Michal Harowitz, and she's doing a superb job.
1: Amazing, and Dr. Ardina Schmidman with us live via telephone, founding director of the Women's Initiative at the OU. Uh, you know, when you were first uh, appointed, elected, however, <laughs> however it works at the OU, uh, to take this on and to uh, to lead this initiative, I, I don't know. I don't know how much you felt that there was some unknown out there, but to all of us in the Hamon Am, the general community, we weren't sure what direction this this would take. You know, the, the Women's Initiative would take in terms of uh, uh, their future. And, and it really is amazing how project after project and program after program, you're growing something that is just, uh, you know, at this point becoming uh, becoming so important to thousands and thousands of people. Is this essentially what you envisioned when it all started?
10: There was a, a, a big picture vision where we were looking at the areas of education, of leadership, of community engagement. These projects, as they emerge, uh, each one falls into place. I I feel like I'm playing Tetris, you know, where (laughs) it just sort of lands and fills the line and makes so much sense. And this this particular program, the soft landing that it's had, speaks to the authenticity of it and how much it's resonating. It's exciting to be building on a project that's already an OU project. The OU Nachiomi was started uh, I think this is the sixth or seventh cycle by Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. Right. And the idea that we can all of a sudden take it and expand it exponentially, where we're, I feel like I'm playing the license plate game when <laughs> I saw Nebraska come in and North Dakota and Oklahoma and Maine, that there are women or, and or participants learning in these places, it's Staggering, 23 countries all over the world: Peru, Hungary, Serbia. Last night I saw Indonesia. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I'm I'm absolutely overwhelmed, and it just brings the pasuk from the Navi to to mind: Umala haaretz deya es Hashem. That there's this thirst and love for learning, and the idea that that we can introduce this and help actualize it is exceptionally powerful.
1: Unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Schmidman is inviting all women and men, whoever would like to participate in this two-year cycle with these incredible presenters to hop aboard like thousands have already at the beginning of this Torah Mecha project. Uh, is ou.org slash women, is there, is there a link there if people go to your page? Is there a link to Torah Mecha?
10: There is a link. Uh, there are a number of portals that one can come through. That's probably the simplest. But you can find this on your OU Torah app. You can find it at OU Torah. You can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, there, is, there are two components: where there's an audio, a daily audio shear, and then a safer overview video that will be presented by Rabbi Tarragon mm. for each safer. Uh, we're also seeing a grassroots movement on the ground uh, in Woodmere. They created created a WhatsApp group where the women are sharing the links every day, trying to keep everybody on board. Uh, I know that in some communities they're starting Shabbos groups to do the parrots on Shabbos and review the problem of the week. So the idea that this is uh, being expanded upon by the women and by the people in the community who are looking to keep up and motivate each other and create a community around this is, is fascinating and powerful and all the more power to to all for for making this something real and uh, and impressive, you
1: know, I spoke to Maish Bain the other night about something, and we got into the topic of the uh, uh, the way the Orthodox Union is pursuing um, uh, all these projects, and you know, just to increase the amount of Torah study, etc. It's amazing at, at the snap of a finger, almost, just as. In the time that it took to announce this program, you've brought Nachyomi to thousands of people. It must be an amazing feeling. And everybody out there, you get an opportunity to hop aboard. You can go to ou. dot org slash women, as you heard, uh, um, as you heard uh, Adina Schmidman say. It's also the OU Torah app. You said is that the way to do it?
10: You can you can find it on the OU Torah app. We'd love you to sign up because on our website to get a daily reminder email or uh-huh. to get the uh, Shani Tarragon videos. Got because it. Because then we. You're part of this community, and we can reach you. We're starting a, day, a weekly newsletter to share divrei Torah. I love the idea of, of not a Parsha Dvar Torah, but a Haftorah Dvar Torah. Right. So stay tuned for that. There's so many opportunities to expand this within the community, and this is just the beginning of the resurgence of Nach learning and developing programming
1: around it. Amazing. OU.org slash women. It's a Torah Mecha project. And uh, Rebetzin Dr. Adina Schwimmen invites everybody to participate from around the world. Uh, mazel tov on this. And thanks so much for joining us this morning.
10: Thank you. It's always a pleasure, Nachan.
1: Much appreciated. Wednesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here.
11: O hero, sell you, Sell loyal, yes, I yes, la, I I Ich sell dir selaim oi rach sell dir selavaim und wie
1: J.M. and the A.M. wrapping up the 7 o'clock hour with uh, Soul Farm before that Shlomo Kalbach, Lecha Ezbach. Avreimo had Yerushalayim in honor of Rav uh, Daron Peretz's visit to the U.S. He is no doubt uh, missing Jerusalem like anybody who leaves Aretz does. Kuma was done by Aspak Laria. Two minutes after 8 o'clock, this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at com and the Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. If you go to Facebook right now, this conversation is on Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com slash Siegel Network. Again, Facebook.com slash Siegel Network, and you'll be able to watch this entire conversation uh, as it happens live in our New York City studio. Obviously, that video will be available forever, Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, I can't even describe what type of honor it is uh, to welcome into our studio the chief executive of World Mizrahi, our Rav Daron Peretz, who is here uh, visiting the United States. Rav Daron,
14: shalom and welcome to JM in the AM. An honor and privilege to be with you in the this, in this studio. I haven't been to this this new one since you've been here, Lower East Side. Great to be with you, Nachum. I appreciate that.
1: This is where it all happens. This tiny little room is where we speak to tens of of thousands of people around the world on a daily basis. I am proud of that, uh, the same way you are proud of your incredible accomplishments that we will discuss with Mizrahi. Accompanying Rav Daron own this morning is Yehuda Friedman, who is campaign manager for a very important campaign that we will call for the moment the Orthodox Israel Coalition. But believe me, uh, we will explain in detail what's going on and how everybody in this audience between the 21st of January, not yet, but six days from now, the twenty-first of January through the eleventh of March, we'll have an opportunity to uh, to do something that'll make a big difference—a big difference um, uh, for the American Orthodox Jewish community—and we'll explain all of that coming up. Yehuda Friedman, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Nice to have you here. Uh, yesterday, I had the—I priv- mentioned this earlier during the show. Yesterday, I had the privilege of uh, of being the MC for the webinar that explained this whole election process for. Some amazing people, and I said that um, I said at that time uh, in introducing her of Darone Peretz that um, many people wondered uh, whether the Mizrahi movement post the uh, creation of the State of Israel was really necessary, uh, could be active, could be influential, could be inspiring, and I said that her of Darone Peretz, and I'm reading from my notes, has answered that question. Uh, In his relatively short term so far, he's galvanized and energized global Mizrahi leadership and local and national chapters to the point that they finally, or again, are a force in local Jewish life. Mizrahi has a purpose, Mizrahi has a mission, and Mizrahi has a future. And then I spoke about the uh, upcoming election that can change the face and mission of the Jewish diaspora in a major way. And um, Rabbi Daron Peretz, uh, who we had the privilege, by the way, of speaking to, Uh, just a couple of weeks ago in his office in Jerusalem during our JMN broadcast from World Mizrahi, uh, you know there were were people who were skeptical when you took this position about whether uh, an organization, a worldwide organization that in some areas was suffering from complete stagnation and in other areas were suffering from complacency, they wondered whether in fact an organization like that could be revived. Uh, often we'll see when projects like this are going in that direction, people will literally start from the ground up and completely rebuild. But you had this vision that even with the current infrastructure around the world, it could be revived. And I think that's exactly, that's ex- as I've said many times, I think that's exactly what you've done. And before we speak about the election, I think it's important to tell this audience that many chapters around the world affiliated with the Mizrahi world movement are now much more active and much more engaged in Mizrahi activity and support for the State of Israel. Would you say that that's an accurate account?
14: Well, thank God it's a work in uh, progress. Thank you for the very kind words. Um, You know, the the regeneration really began from my own personal experience. You know, from my accent, and I know not all Americans can readily identify whether this is an English, South African, Australian accent, but it's a South African accent. But I will say, having grown up in Johannesburg, South Africa, I made Aliyah when I was 18, I was part of the Hezder, learnt in Yeshiva, studied in the army, university. My family made Aliyah, my parents. And friends of mine invited me to come back 10 years after me coming to, to Yeshiva in Israel, saying, Doron, we need young Zionists, uh, infused rabbis to come back to South Africa. And I said, thanks, but no thanks, I've made Aliyah. They twisted my arm and i said i'll come for two years and those two years became 15 years We're returning to israel five years ago and now what i saw what i saw in that time was the following i saw that with committed people in a community where Mizrahi once had been a powerhouse, which founded the first and largest Torah school in South Africa, Yeshiva College, where I had the privilege of studying and many such institutions around the world. I had seen what happened to a movement which had become a little less relevant and how quickly relevant it could become because of the need for it in the community. We all know what happened to Mizrahi all over the world. Our greatest success became our greatest failure. And in life in general, I think often our greatest strengths can often be our greatest weaknesses. We had one critical success factor after 1948, as we know, and that was aliyah to Israel and make a difference, and boy oh boy, have hundreds of thousands mm. from the broad Mizrahi world come to Israel and made and made a difference in every possible way. But I think in that process, Nachum, we forgot that there are many Jews still living in the diaspora, and our message as Mizrahi cannot only be everybody must make aliyah, which is very important, and I believe in it wholeheartedly with every five in my being, mm. and I've done it twice. What are <laughs> we doing? What are we doing for Jews around the world who seek a kesher to Torah? a strong Jewish identity, and Erech Israel, a deep appreciation and commitment to the state of Israel. And that's what we committed to at Mizrahi. And I've seen that in communities around the world, community after community, I see people saying, where have you been? There's either movement to the left, to less affiliated to community, or more to the right. But so many people crave a strong Keshet to Torah, Erech Israel, Jewish, and Zionist identity, a modern Orthodox religious Zionist flavor of Yiddishkeit, and that's what they're looking for. And I've seen in community after community, thank God, there's a huge, um, a huge uh, need for it and a huge thirst for it. And I think for me, the big thing is. Uh, and it's a line that I live by and I believe in so much. And I may, I may have said it on air here before. I think for the first 70 years of Israel, the state of Israel was the project of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. For the next 70 years, the Jewish people needs to be the project of the state of Israel. And in those first 70 years, that's all we did. We built the state. of And thank God we have a state of Israel. And thank God it is incredibly successful. And... We need lots of Seat but it's an unbelievable place. But there's still 55% of world, world Jewry live around the world. And we have to be relevant. There has to be a sense of Kim Itzion Torah, that us in Israel feel a sense of not only of Musar, make Aliyah, those of you living live in the diaspora, but rather what can we do to serve? How can we make a difference? How can we bring and work together to bring a strong sense of deep commitment to Torah, to Jewish identity, and cherish Yisrael to her, she's felt his honest identity. Before we talk about mm. the election, which is
1: in many ways part of the answer to the questions that you're, that you're asking, uh, there are a couple of things we need to point out. First of all, you are in right now a historic neighborhood. The very first Mizrahi chapter in the United States of America was half a mile from here. In fact, I, I debated with my—not debated, I mean, I mentioned on the air earlier this morning— whether it would be a good idea to actually bring you over there just to see. It would be nice to have a selfie with the, with the first Mizrahi building where I still dove in here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And we have, by the way, a tongue-in-cheek remark uh, that we always say that uh, the reason membership of this Mizrahi is so small is either people have passed away or made Aliyah. So again, <laughs> Israel is one of the main yeah. factors. We have a, a small minion, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> to your point yeah. earlier on. The second thing I have to say is that um, it's, it's interesting, and I think that the leaders of the different chapters around this country, and I'm sure around the world as well, but I could speak for America, um, I, I'm sure they have felt this resurgence. I'm sure they have felt this, you know, what I have felt, Uh, as I lead the JMAM chapter of Mizrahi, I'm sure they have felt the same thing, this this rejuvenation, so to speak. And one of the main reasons in all seriousness, and we've spoken about this countless times on the air, is is what I'm holding up right now for those who are watching on Facebook Live. And that is the Mizrahi magazine that your office essentially publishes and distributes to all the English-speaking language, uh, -language English-language-speaking countries around the world. And and it is a magazine. It is, you know, something with articles from prominent people on on interesting themes having to do generally with Israel, uh, all usually associated with the holiday around which they come out. Why is it? Can you analyze why this publication, a simple magazine, has had such an impact in this resurgence in chapters around the world?
14: Well, I think it's very simple, you know if you go to shuls in israel you'll find almost in every shul in the broader datilumi world there are tens and tens of these what they call Alonei parashat shavu with writings from across the the depth of the torah world in israel when i would travel around the world i I really wouldn't see it in most communities so i thought if we want to be involved in re-energizing a movement there should be a mouthpiece for the movement in fact i found that in the original when mizrahi was founded they had something called ha-mizrahi and something called Mimizrach or Hamizrach. Right. So I realized that Rabbi Nissenboim, one of the leaders of Polish Mizrahi, around 100 years ago, founded Hamizrahi just sent throughout Poland. And that was a way of bringing Dvar Hamizrahi, the word of the leaders and all the Sugiyas of the day. So we thought we have such a deep world in Israel and around the world. Let's bring our best rabbis uh, and rabbaniot and and best writers to, uh, you know, to to one place, which would mean that we, and of course, articles about, DeVray Torah and articles about Israel, that whatever shul you walked into anywhere in the world, which felt a connection to Torah and Israel, that you could, you could find this. And thank God in the last year, year and a half, around a thousand communities around the world have this. It's in fact, not only in English, it's now in Spanish as well. Wow! We did uh, one in Spanish, we did for Rosh Hashanah, and we're doing another one coming up in uh, Uruguay, Argentina, and Mexico, but the idea is you can see there's 12 flags in the front Mm -hmm. that it should be that whatever shul you go into in any We started with the Chagim. It's also the Mana Chagim, Tubishvat. Tubishvat is coming up. There aren't too many uh, uh, Publications about Tubishvat. It's the Chag as we know of Israel, so deeply connected to Israel. So we thought major and minor festivals uh, Around once a month, let's do something 48 to 64 pages full color beautifully produced and also giving a platform to our local chapters. The one in that you're holding is the US edition. Right. There's editions in Canada, South Africa, Australia, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera, a number of European countries that each chapter can have its mouthpiece, that it's part of something bigger than itself, but it can present something to its uh, constituents. And thank God it's just the beginning. There's been a wonderful response to it. We're uh, at the
1: point of what, eight, nine issues a year, less than that? About a 10, issues, 10 a year, issues a year. 10 issues a year. And right. I would assume the way you're speaking, mm-hmm. eventually your goal is 52 issues a year. You, want, you would love to mm-hmm. see a publication be distributed on a weekly basis and that might actually happen one day. You're a dreamer, a dreamer yet who is a realist and you put the two of them together
14: and projects like this. I think the thing for me, Achim, just with this, is before we think of beyond once a month, it's a huge sort of undertaking, is to get it far and wide. We just had a community in Germany which said to us that there are 27 communities in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria that would love to see something like this a lady who lives in Beit Shemesh part of the year she saw this and she came to office she said I want to bring this to those communities around the world and it's sort of happening that's how it's from from you know the ground up so we want to do it slowly I believe in revolutionary through an evolutionary way right. because I think revolutions which are too quick destroy so you've got to want to be revolutionary but in evolutionary way things have got to come in their time and thank God I think if you start good things in the world and they their time has come they take root. And sometimes you start them, they don't take root because the time hasn't come. There's a lot of siyata deshmei. So I think you've got to shlach you got to go out and do what you believe in. And if the time for them has come, they take root in the siyata Deshmaya.
1: Well, it's one of the benefits of, of having hamizrahi. The benefit is that uh, you discovered how many people are thirsting for this. And it is, for me, it's been exhilarating uh, watching those who are thirsting for it contact you and your people because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if people actually were thirsting for this anymore. We have uh, you know many segments of the community, especially here in the U.S., as you know, uh, where Israel is not a major priority. It's way down on the list. To see people around the world treat this as a real priority is pretty amazing. Um, anyway, so that's the story. The story is that uh, everybody out there has an opportunity um, no matter what community you're in to uh, be in touch with uh, with the Mizrahi movement and bring a publication like HaMizrahi uh, to, your, to your community. By the way, I'm curious,
14: do the Anglo communities of Israel get this or it's not distributed anywhere in Israel? It is distributed to the Anglo communities there are about 12,000 copies which go out to 250 communities and it's also had an amazing uh, One impact. One may ask <laughs> why would they need this but yet they do. Yet they, so the, we did it for communities in the diaspora. We thought, once we're doing it in English we may as well do an English speaking edition and there's been an unbelievable response. As you know the Yomi program sure. that we had recently was very much publicized through this so there's now a mouthpiece to all of these communities around the world and there, around the around israel and there's a huge need for that as well and i often hear from people in israel they say Perez, don't forget that also us in israel even though we live here we also need an injection of zionism yep and so don't forget about those who hear as well we also need it and also need to see this array of speakers in one publication at least of writers and as you know there's writers rabbi and rabbi sex it's not only people who live in israel we call it torah to israel, right. torah from israel but of course the leading thinkers and writers from all over the world as part of a global Religious honest community appear there as well.
1: International icons, and I'm not exaggerating. That's where they are. Of their own is here as we talk about the uh, uh, Mizrahi. And, um, you know, you're, it's funny, we'll now drift into the conversation about the election. We'll bring you Huda Friedman into the conversation. We're on Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Um, it, you look at this, what we just discussed, and you look at the upcoming election, and folks, we will explain what's going on. Um, not as projects in and of themselves, but steps to an eventual goal toward a five or ten year vision that you have. and now your staff shares with you as you share it with them. Um, and, and and that, I think, going into this conversation is really important for our listeners to know. You're not just being asked to participate with your seven or seven and a half dollars, whatever the cost is between now and and the middle of march it's not just shushan purim in fact is when it ends Mm -hmm. you're not just being you're not just asked to do this for the for the immediate benefits of whatever segment of the communities will benefit from these elections you view it as participating in step one of what eventually will become a tremendous reality for the mizrahi movement could you expound on that for a moment
14: yeah, sure. I think you know it's also the name of our coalition in, uh, in the United States. Each country around the world is different, but of course what the United States has, being such a large community, and also has got incredibly deep and broad institutions which are very much aligned with the values of Mizrahi. Obviously our local branch here, the RZA Mizrahi, which is our national right. movement here, Yeshiva University, the Orthodox Union, Amit, Ben Kiva, Young Israel, RCA, Torah College, Torah Mitzion. These are all organizations, And you pointed out, I'm
1: sorry to interrupt, but you mm-hmm. pointed out something so important mm-hmm. that I think listeners in the United States need to hear. You said this yesterday. Mm-hmm. People, don't, people who are listening right now don't realize the mm-hmm. benefit that we have of having all these organizations so, within they- our midst. Because if they, if they would travel to other Jewish communities... There are no organizations like this who
14: are either uh, defending our values or fighting our battles. Absolutely, there's so many countries around the world where the Jewish community doesn't have the strong center. And the, these centrist, you know, whatever centrist mm-hmm. means, but these institutions deeply connected to the modern world, deeply connected to the ancient values of the Torah, and trying to hold the community together, play a role across the community, is an unbelievable thing that, that you have in the United States. In many places around the world, Mizrahi fulfills that. Right. Here, we're really what Mizrahi's role is to facilitate and bring to and really galvanize the unbelievable forces that there are to create and an orthodox Israel union. Those committed to Torah and Eresh Israel to bring us all together where the the sum total is bigger than the individual parts. That's really the aim. And everybody you mentioned is part of the team. Everyone here is part of the team. All of these institutions are committed to this. Their leadership is committed to it. It's been unbelievable. We did our webinar, as you know, yesterday from uh, Rabbi Josh Joseph's office at YU, the vice president. We have uh, the OU has been unbelievably invested. Yohda Friedman works with the OU and for the OU and has been uh, very gracious. He's been drafted by you. He's (laughs) been drafted by, and I have to thank Moish Bain and Alan Fagan, <laughs> for Yehuda and, and so many others who've been involved. It's really unbelievable. And really that's what it's about. It's galvanizing a community. And I want to say also, it's not just these institutions. We have a list of not only slate members, we call them ambassadors, right. which we've built of close to a 1,000 people, of re- rabbis, lay leaders, young and old, from from across the Ashkenazi, Sfardi, and all the different types of communities. They are meaning representative of the broad Community in the United States of America coming together for one purpose, and that is to make sure that the Torah and Eretz Israel, the Orthodox Israel voice, is heard in the most powerful way in Israel's institutions. And all that is at stake, which of course we'll get to. In all right. these now the question is:
1: Is there a simple way? Is there a simple, short way to uh, alert people as to what this election is about before we even tell them Mm. what the call to action is Mm. and what we would like them to do Mm. in terms of voting between the 21st of January and the 11th of March? Is there a a couple of sentences (laughs) that will sum up what this election
14: is and why it's so important? I guess I think as follows. In Israel, there's an election every four years, or four times a year sometimes. <laughs> in every four years, Israeli civilians, Meanly the Knesset, <laughs> Israeli civilians, Jewish and non-Jewish, can come together every four years, like in every country, and decide what the future of their country will look like and what positions of influence people that they vote for will have. Right. The exact same thing as this, and it's I'd say it's one of the most important elections around the world, which isn't so well known. I say it's the it's the most important unknown election. I would say where every single Jew. In the only worldwide democratic election that every five years in what's called Israel's national institutions, which we'll speak about, the founding institutions of Israel, which together still today have close to a $1 billion a year budget. So over five years, we're talking about close to $5 billion in positions of major influence for Jewish identity and destiny. Jews around the world, through their local Zionist federations, which in, in America is called the American Zionist Movement, the AZM, have membership like all the federations around the world have. And every five years, any Jew who is part of one of these movements can go online every five years and vote and decide playing a role in what will happen to in the future of Jewish destiny in Israel and around the world. Major positions of influence, which we'll speak about, and $5 billion that is quite something. And uh, the fact that it's actually there's this disconnect over the years, I believe, is also part of the whole Mizrahi story. That, right. that the Daeshpur communities have become a little bit disconnected from what's going on in Israel in many ways. And this election is, I think, a litmus test to get involved, that we can make it. Israel makes a difference in our lives we can make a difference in Israel and the Jewish people. You just set
1: a record (laughs) that you were able to sum that up in the amount of time that you did. It's an absolute record, and I hope people will take our word for it that this is, in fact, Mm. a vital election and one that they must get involved with. Now, I'll split this into two. Uh, The first is you mentioned the amount of money. Frankly, the more influence from the Mizrahi community, the more influence from the Orthodox Israel coalition that there is in this World Jewish Congress, let's call it for a moment, the more influence the the more they will have to serve the needs of our community the best example which you always give is that of a certain amount of money has traditionally been allocated for students to go to israel for a year we have seen that amount of money decrease as our influence increases
14: one would have to suspect that that amount would increase as well. That's Absolutely. one good example. One simple, tangible example is exactly that: the massa subsidies, which thousands of American families every year benefit from, could benefit so much more. As you correctly said, it started in the thousands of dollars when right. they initiated this, came down to a thousand, then to five, today two hundred. And that's for one reason, Nachman, and one reason alone: that the people sitting in these committees, which we are not represented in enough, because our share of the of the, uh, the leadership isn't where it should be, and I believe can and will change in these elections. Right. So when they're deciding, what do we do with the 22 million shekels per annum, which is designated to bring people to Israel on gap year programs? They say, well, the Orthodox, who, by the way, are 50 over 50% of all kids who come in gap year, or come through the Orthodox, which is unbelievable, right. are not prioritized enough. And if we sit around that table and say, we are represented here, this is the most important engine of our success as, as Torah and Israel-focused Jews, to bring people to study yeshiva in yeshiva, and become part of the whole state of Israel and learn and grow, which is the future leadership, I think, also of our communities around the world. Nothing is more important than that. We certainly are not getting our share. And that's one small, tangible example that can make a major difference in people's lives.
1: In the broader uh, outlook, hey, the more influence, the more votes, the more representation, the more our values, whether it's Orthodox, Israel, or the combination, Mm. the more our values in the next five years and beyond, Will be represented, and you can speak um, from your experience that there's a lot. There are a lot, even though you know, to the average person, they may not realize it. There are a lot of situations where that influence can be very influential. Absolutely, I'll give you. I'll give
14: you one other larger sure. example. The JNF today, 100% of the governance of the JNF is decided by these elections, the World Zionist Congress elections. JNF Israel. Yeah, JNF Israel, yeah. of course. JNF Israel, known as Kakal Keremical right. Israel, which owns 80% of the land in Israel, north of Beersheba. It's a major, major founding organization of Israel which still has all of this power. The governing body of the JNF deciding what it'll do with its $350 million budget a year is decided in these elections. Simple question is, Will there be developing Israel by the JNF only within the Green Line? How about in Hashmonaim? How about Gush Etzion? How about Efrat? How about East Jerusalem? How about so many areas today where are so much part of everything Israel is about and in any eventuality will remain part of the state of Israel? That question will be dictated by these elections because will, will we be committed to settle all over Israel? And, and even in parts which are... The vast, vast majority of Jews would agree is, you know, beyond the pale of any, uh, you know, so like, if, that'll be decided in this election.
1: So if Greater Israel or Eretz Israel HaShlema is important to you, make sure to vote. And we recommend make sure to vote on slate number four, OIC, the Orthodox Israel Coalition. It is a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast here at the Boy, oh boy, the clock is moving. This is what happens when a guest like Rev. Jerome Peretz is here. I could speak with him all day, but we only have until... 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We're on Facebook, facebook.com/slash Nahum Siegel Network. You can watch this entire interview as it's happening, facebook.com/slash Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, Yehuda Friedman is here. You introduced Yehuda Friedman to us as campaign manager for this OIC campaign. Yehuda, good morning to you. Asher, good morning. Uh, so does the Jewish community of the United States, especially those uh, uh, who um, who uh, label themselves as Orthodox and as Zionists, do they have the potential to increase? tremendously the number of votes that the OIC gets. Last time around, how many votes did we get? Was it 9,000? What was the 9,500. 9,500. Yeah. Rav Darone has said, if I'm not mistaken, that we could, it could in theory, because you're such a positive person, Get to 20 or 30,000 and maybe even more. You're still sticking with that, right?
14: 100%.
1: Yehudi, you, you think it's possible?
15: 1,000%. <laughs>
1: How do we do it? What's the strategy <laughs> to get this campaign to numbers like that?
15: Well, think about it like this there's potential for about a quarter of a million uh, people to vote. Uh, you're talking about Orthodox. Families from across actually across the United States. Right. So one is having actually great uh, actually great voices. You know, like to, you know, to you know, to, you know, to actually help us get the word out. Um, and also, as Re- uh, as uh, as Re- as Rob Re- was saying, we have at this point close to a thousand ambassadors on the ground, right. uh, spread across North America, to help us. Um, you know, to help us get the word out. So- and, and
1: just that infrastructure really wasn't in place five years ago, right? Absolutely. Just, just that itself. Was Correct. Different, right? and, and also you've, uh, I mean, it's, it's been uh, to anybody who's been uh, paying any attention to this uh, upcoming election, you are reaching out to communities who essentially were ignored earlier. There are segments of our communities, which I don't have to enumerate in this forum, but, you know, uh, uh, really didn't know about this vote at all. And if they weren't from the streamlined modern Orthodox community, modern Orthodox Ashkenazi community, chances were they didn't even know about it five years ago, right?
15: Yeah, uh, there's uh, there's many Jews outside of New York, right? Uh, <laughs> um, and, and outside of
1: Ashkenazim, yeah, of, yeah. A- And and really, and you mentioned the entire you know country, but there's also a spectrum of Orthodoxy. There are many people that we say on the very very right or or you know left wing Orthodox we even call it? They, they all could participate, in this said they have the same values as OIC does.
15: The Orthodox Israel coalition is actually the greatest and biggest tent right. mm-hmm. for for uh, you know, for Jews. So so it doesn't matter about political
1: uh, uh, spectrums.
15: We know we're all in this together. Um, be it the you know be it, if you're Sephardi, you know if you're if you're Michaudi, if you're Persian, if you're if you're Bukharian, everyone identifies as Orthodox and everyone will go to an Orthodox shul. Right. So 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 you know the opportunities that we're actually reaching out to them, meeting with them, and having substantive conversations. They're excited about this effort um, and they want to get involved. So uh, you know, the opportunities to uh, you know to really change the election is uh,
1: is, uh, is certainly there. Now we have uh, over the last few minutes, uh, I'm sure, motivated many people to participate. The problem is that this vote doesn't start until January the 21st. As somebody who's right now gung ho, rah rah, <laughs> ready to go to their computer and follow the advice of Nahum Siegel and his guests, uh, they can't do it till the 21st of January. So we recommend, just like we have alarms and uh, and notifications that we set on our phones we recommend uh, set midnight on the 21st <laughs> of January on your phone because starting that day you will be able to vote anybody correct me if i'm wrong on any of this anybody over 18 can vote correct even multiple family members correct correct
15: but okay. I, but uh, actually if you're 17 now but if you're turning 18 by June of 2020 you can vote
1: oh that's also important okay June 2020, if you're 18 by then, you could Ju- vote? June 30th. If you, if you turn, turn 18 by June 30th, 2020, you can vote. Okay, that's a very important piece of information. I know there's some restriction in terms of the voting fee of 7 dollars 5 that only a certain number can be put on a credit card, so families should be careful to do that properly when they get online eventually, and obviously as we get closer, I'll discuss that more. Uh, is there anything else people need to know? Like as long as, they are, <laughs> as long as they are Jewish, as long as they are 18 and over with the date you just uh, mentioned, um, and as long as they're ready to take seven and a half dollars and invest in the future of the uh, state of Israel and the uh, world Mizrahi, I-, I guess that's it, right? Is there well, any other requirement? Uh,
15: well, actually, if you're, um, if you're between eighteen and twenty-five, the right. cost is only five dollars. Even and, better, uh, and and, uh, and rather, it's not a cost; it's an investment. Right. 100%. So, so you know, so we saw from the last election, uh, um, each vote essentially wielded six hundred and twenty-five dollars in return. Right. And, and and that's impactful so for people to understand you know dollar for dollar you know when they vote they potentially can you know can get not personally to their pocket but rather the investment back to you know back to these incredible organizations
1: $625 or
15: even more Right. Uh, that's uh, that's, that's, uh, that's
1: powerful Let me point everybody to the website Mizrahi.org slash OIC I don't know if there's a better address or not but that would be one place where people can get all this information and see what they need to do starting the 21st of January, Mizrahi.org slash OIC and again we will give explicit instructions once the vote starts um, we, we should point out a couple of things, number one really everybody today because of WhatsApp and social media can be an ambassador. So if someone's listening right now, not only can they vote and their family vote and make an impact, they probably have 200 people in their circle that they could directly impact to go ahead, press on this link, and vote. And That's important for these days to remember. Yeah, I think
14: the reason that I think there's going to be huge voter turnout relative to what there was 56,000 five years ago in general is a number of things have changed. Firstly, technology, the fact that all these WhatsApp groups, also that then you had to vote on a laptop or a computer. Today it can be done through one's smartphones, which means just sending out WhatsApps to all of our groups and focus messages. As you correctly said, all of us have hundreds of people that we can influence if we want to. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I think that's also a game changer. And also I found, Noghan, there's a huge... uh, there's a huge interest in this election this time around. Last time around, there were barely 10 slates, less than that. This time, there's a huge uh, across the board. I don't know if I'd mentioned to you that I was actually gobsmacked that people such as Peter Baynard and Jeremy Benami from J Street, which are people that you wouldn't have thought would want to be involved in the world Zionist organisation. When I read the article, I couldn't actually believe really here is people from the you know the, the radical progressive left wanting to bring a post-Zionist discussion to the Zionist movement, yep. meaning get involved in the future of the Zionist movement and bring a post-Zionist discussion. That, to me, is frightening but invigorating. It's invigorating because Jews want to get involved, and that is a reliqual. <laughs> you're, you're
1: inspired by this. <laughs>
14: I'm inspired. When, when
1: the enemy wakes up, you're inspired. <laughs> I'm
14: inspired because when other people wake up, we all need to wake up, and we need to get involved. By the, mm-hmm. way,
1: by the way, to that point, because often when you're in your own arena, you always think things are larger than mm-hmm. they actually are. Mm-hmm. To your point, there are 14 slates. If someone goes to uh, azm.org elections, they could see it. And if you simply look at the explanation or the um, uh, tagline for each one of these slates, for each one of these parties, so to speak, for instance, Orthodox Israel coalition is Mizrahi Vot Torah. That basically gives you a good summation of what we're all about but look at some of the others mm. and you will see just based on the description what type of battle this is mm. and what they're after mm. and what they're looking for and you just said that there were over just over 50,000 votes last time around, could there be a total of 100,000 this time around?
14: If I had to, uh, you know, nobody wants to uh, involve themselves in guessing and conjecture. I would say well over 100,000. That's what I would say. This is a completely different election. I I believe that it is. Again, I may be proved wrong, but just from feeling what's going on, as they say in the area, there's an interest in this. People otherwise would not have been interested or interested. And I think that is wonderful because competition is a a motivator. And it means we can't be complacent. When everybody's interested, we should all be interested. And I think this is an unbelievable time for the people who Torah and the State of Israel are important to. And the Orthodox Israel Coalition is that movement of the broad-based institutions across the United States, the mainstream modern Orthodox religious arms. all of those who say Torah and the State of Israel and Medinat Israel are important to us to come together and make that voice heard in the most profound way within Israel and in communities around the world. It is, it is as simple as that, one person at a time, one vote at a time, and I have no doubt that the more people who take responsibility for this, they can bring hundreds and hundreds of people, every individual, to be be mobilized and to make a difference in the future of the Jewish people.
1: Are the rabbis of the largest Orthodox synagogues in the United States as motivated as you are when it comes to this?
14: Well, you know, it's hard to judge other people's motivations. I know how motivated I am, but I know the tens and and well over 100 rabbis who are involved and community leaders are super motivated about this. We're in regular contact with them. They're all going to be sending communications to their WhatsApp groups to their uh, you know the email lists, and there's there's a huge amount of motivation because and, a
1: rabbi with three four hundred member families likely has you know two three four who knows how many who are over 18. 100 percent. You multiply that, you're talking about a big block coming out of one community one hundred percent. In
14: fact, you you think of that and you wonder how there were only nine thousand last time. Yeah. That, you know, it's really amazing. So as I mentioned last time, there wasn't really right. WhatsApp groups and you didn't, couldn't do it via your cell phone. Right. The world has changed. And I think uh, on all levels, both in terms of motivation and interest and in terms of technology, I think there's an unbelievable opportunity to make a difference. Uh, I would assume that
1: all the groups that are part of it, and you mentioned them earlier, uh, a lot of organizations very familiar to this audience are all going to be doing what you're doing. They're all going to be reminding their constituents. They're all going to be taking an active role. And making sure everybody votes. And uh, for places like Yeshiva University in Turo, they could affect a lot of 17 and 18, 17 I say because of the regulation, 17 and 18 year old students and above who have the right to vote and that number can be in the thousands like that. So Absolutely. There's so many avenues to really get big blocks of votes. Absolutely. It's amazing when you think about it. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody out there, the Orthodox Israel Coalition, it's slate number four. Trust me, when I get back, which will be a week from today, uh, I will start reminding you about the actual, oh, in fact, when I get back a week from today, it'll be the uh, second day we're eligible to vote. So we'll vote together. We will all go online, and we will vote together, and we will uh, press the uh, lever, so to speak, from Mizrahi uh, OIC, the Orthodox Israel Coalition. And uh, hopefully by then, thousands and thousands will take the opportunity to vote early. We're not uh, encouraging the vote often. We want this to be on the up and up, but we are encouraging vote early and uh, make sure you get to your uh, responsibility Um, uh, as reason Macdemon, as they say, uh, ASAP. And then we, we could spend the rest of the time between then, between when I get back on Wednesday and March 11th, uh, reminding everybody on a consistent basis, you and I together uh, on a consistent basis, why it's important to vote and uh, why it's so critical to reach out to as many people as possible uh, to vote for the uh, OIC slate, which is again, slate number four in the election. And uh, hopefully this will be a big success. And, uh, as Rav Daron says, when this election ends on March 11th, when the results are in, for you this is not a uh, an ending. For you, that is the very, very beginning of this uh, mission and dream. Uh, absolutely,
14: I just want to share, you know, one other insight. Sure. You know, every five years the World Zionist Congress gets together, and the delegates who voted in can, you know, play a role, as we know. But in the back of that. We're also doing a, a Mizrahi Global Summit where we're bringing together all of our members of the Orthodox Israel Coalition in the United States and all the ambassadors who would like to come, and indeed our leadership, rabbinic lay leadership and board members and, and, and influences from all the communities around the world where we are reinvigorating Mizrahi. And we're coming together for a Mizrahi Global Summit, and I hope you'll be there, Nacho. And Parashat Noach at the, at the back of this uh, Congress to face the opportunities and challenges together we all face such similar opportunities there are huge challenges and opportunities for us and if we come together and bring our bring bring this orthodox israel focused world together i believe we can together um uh, find an incredible ways forward and that's also going to be taking place in israel so this for me is the beginning of galvanizing people for an election which is really the launching pad to keep people engaged and involved in the twin values that i keep saying which so many people are trying to separate between jewish identity. And Israel identity. So many pe- some focus on one and the other, and many try to separate. And many fo- many oppose both. To bring that together is, I think, one of the calls of the hour for the Jewish people. And this is just the beginning.
1: I agree with you. Now, uh, since it's a rare opportunity that I have you here, you're, you're a busy man. You're somebody who doesn't normally have time to stop by a studio like this. And I'm going to take advantage of the fact you're here and the fact that we're being seen at Facebook.com slash Siegel Network. There are two things I have to share with you. One, I've shared with you a million times, and you're going to have to suffer through it again. <laughs> but the other one first, this is what sits in front of me every day, and you'll help me explain it to the audience. This is what sits in front of me every single day. You know what it is? Does yeah. it look familiar?
14: Of course. Herzl on the, uh, in Basel dreaming about uh, the World Zionist Organization. Well, one of, it was
1: great. One of the yeah. iconic scenes, and mm. of course it's not just a photo in this case, it's an actual model, mm. Of him on the balcony, and I can't believe I forgot the name of the hotel. Yoni, do you remember? I can't believe I forgot the name of the hotel in Switzerland. Uh, Look it up quick. (laughs) This is something I should have on my fingertips. Here it is. It's the Three Kings Hotel. The Three Kings Hotel in Basel, Switzerland, where, by the way, they have a Herzl suite. And you could actually, I know somebody who did this for his 50th birthday. He Mm -hmm. took his entire family. You could actually spend time there on Mm -hmm. the same balcony where he overlooked, was it the Danube? I think it was the Danube. Mm -hmm. We overlooked the river and had this dream. Anyway. Imagine this is happening in the late 1800s. Am I right about that? 1901, 1901, the Fifth Zionist Congress. This is where this happened. The Fifth Zionist Congress, 1901. Imagine how many years later the dream finally came true. And in this era of we need everything now, right? Uh, Sivan Rahabeyer called us an Amazon Prime Society (laughs) where I want it and I get it and it's in my house an hour later, right? That's right. And everyone wants peace now and Mashiach now and all the nows that everybody wants. It takes years. Sometimes it takes years, a long time, for these these visions and realities to become reality, and that's why when you when you tell us about this, you know the thinking that you're doing about five, ten years from now, sometimes we need to be patient and go la at at step by step in order to get there. So that's one reminder. This sits in front of me every single day. The second thing is something that I've said to you many, many times, and I'm going to say it again because it's such a, a cool thing for me and my family. And that is that my father was the youngest delegate to the last pre-state Zionist Congress at the age of 29 in 1946 in Basel. And I say to myself, even then, it took two years for them who felt they were on the cusp of finally politically having the privilege of being at the founding of the state of Israel. And it still took two years after that for everything to materialize or at least a year and a half, depending on how you, you view the vote in the UN, et cetera. And... And again, it takes time, and it mm-hmm. takes vision, and it takes
14: patience. Mm-hmm. But with that time, vision, and patience, we'll hopefully have mm-hmm. some very positive results. Please, God. You know, we say in Shira Malot 126, the Kuf Kafa, that we say on Shabbos and Yontem, before we bench, We can't begin to imagine the return to Zion without to being like dreamers it can only be in a dream that after 2,000 years we've returned the way that we've had and it has actually exceeded the dreams of all of the dreamers I don't know if you're aware Nachum, but Herzl in his wildest dreams never believed that you could reinvigorate the Hebrew language Right. he said you need to talk German he right. said it's it's almost impossible to bring all the Jews back you now want them to speak a language which hasn't been spoken for 2,000 years impossible he said we don't have the lexicon we don't have the words for a modern day language he there's six thousand words in Tanakh, basically a Shorashim. He said, "I know in modern he, in modern language needs seventeen thousand to make it a spoken language. How, how are you going to make this a spoken language again?" But there were other dreamers, Benyut and others, and there were others who dreamed about bringing not only the language and the people back. How about the land? In fact, in Tubishvat, we're going to speak about Mark Twain and Larder and many people who came to the land before the modern settlements and said, "There's no way this land." I'm going to quote who I often quote, a book I came across a number of years ago by Walter Clay Laudermilk, an unbelievable individual who really hasn't got his Jews from the Jewish people yet, even though there is a department in the Technion named after him. Wow. A Gentile man who came in 1939. He said, I see what these people from Europe are doing, these people who have no background in agriculture. He said... I'm a soil conservationist expert. I have not seen this anywhere in the world. How the land, not only the people have returned to the land, but the land has come alive for the people. There are miracles within miracles. There are dreams within dreams within dreams. And we are, as we know, as what a Bengurian say, we all know one of the oft-quoted things, in order to be a Jewish realist, you have to be a dreamer. It's as simple as that. That's the reality over here. You have to believe in miracles. That's the story of the Jewish people. And we're part of a people whose DNA is to go against impossible possible odds, to dream big, and to make big things happen. And what an what amazing vis, uh, image you have there, to see Herzl, who could not have imagined in 1901 where we would be today. And please, God, may we all go together from strength to strength.
1: I, I, I crave to be, to be around when there is, again, a strong Mizrahi movement, as you described it, taking care of the Jews of the diaspora where the state of Israel again becomes a real, or continues to, but in a much stronger sense, Mm -hmm. continues to be a real inspiration to all Jews of all backgrounds, Mm -hmm. like we saw in 1948, Mm -hmm. like we saw in 1967. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest moments, I'm taking advantage of the fact that you're here, I'm (laughs) sorry, one of the greatest moments of my career, and I've done a lot in three and a half decades, one of the greatest moments of my career, and I've mentioned this more than once on this show, was when I had the opportunity, because of you, Mm To be the master of ceremonies, um, not specifically at the concert that night, which was was incredible, but the next day at that symposium where you gave me the privilege of introducing an incredible lineup of people that included Natan Sharansky and the three soldiers in the iconic picture in 1967 at the Western Wall. And I have heard Sharansky and spoken with him as he had described – what that war and its victory meant for the Soviet refuseniks. And all I could think of is I'm watching Sharansky look, at, imagine Sharansky, the giant, looking at them as if he's he cannot believe he's standing in their presence. Because likely what happened was when he saw that picture of them when he was in the Soviet Union, it just invigorated him in terms of the dreaming about the holy land and eventually getting to israel and i could only imagine what those three soldiers for 50 years Mm -hmm. meant to him Mm -hmm. and it was one of the most amazing moments ever and i'm and i thank you for that it was it was simply incredible and i i just whatever i could do to help and participate in all of these initiatives that bring more spirit and inspiration of the land and state of israel to worldwide jury i am there
14: so maybe my parting you will be like this um being a Jew is, as I say, it's an unbelievable privilege to be part of a dream. And uh, you have Herzl in front of you that you see every day. This is the opportunity we have right now, is to dream big and to invigorate, to be part of the Jewish people, is to be dreamers, to be transformers. And we, you know, I, I often quote, I think I quoted in the webinar yesterday, that uh, you know Margaret Mead, one of America's famous anthropologists, said that people say that a few people can't change the world. She says, indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And for me, Jewish history is a simple example of a tiny, inconsequential people from a numbers point of view making the biggest impact in the world far beyond their numbers. That's what it means to be, to be part of the Jewish world. And each one of us needs to take every vote counts, every person's contribution counts, and we need to come together, each and every one of us, and to do something big. And I'll, my final commentary is this: is that when Herzl dreamed, then. He was a secular individual who actually baptized his son, Hans. And in fact, the chief rabbi of Vienna came to see him and said he couldn't support this movement because he noticed that in Herzl's home was a, a Christmas tree. Right. And he couldn't reconcile that a person who was assimilating yesterday as a result of anti-Semitism became a Zionist tomorrow. And many people couldn't see that long-term vision. They saw Herzl in that moment with, shrouded in so much controversy. And said, "If you look at this individual, what can possibly come out of this because there 's so much complexity? Look what has come out of this without of the complexity And Mizrahi at that in 1901, Mizrahi was founded the following year in 1902. And the religious leaders, many of them who uh, took controversial stands, they said, yes, Herzl is a controversial figure. He's not quite what we would have envisioned, envisaged as the prophet of the modern era, looking the way that he does and the lifestyle that he has. But he said he's dreaming and part of a vision fulfilling prophecies, and we need to be part of this. And I don't know how well known it is to people that when the Mizrahi was founded in 1902 and joined the movement as a, as a movement, They called it Mizrahi, not only because of Mizraḥ, but because it stood for the words Merkaz Ruchani, a spiritual center. Something big is taking place. Now, we've got two options. We can stand on the outside and complain that Herzl's not religious enough, and yesterday he was a simulationist, and a whole litany of complaints. Or we can say, let's get involved, because let's rather make a difference from within the tent than complain from without. And by simply getting involved and partnering with him and bringing the Merkaz Ruchani, the spirit of Torah, to this endeavor, Amazing things have happened. But Nachum, there is so much that still needs to happen. And the voice of Torah in Israel and its impact in a loving and embracing way, there is still so much to do. And therefore, we cannot be complacent. We need to come forward with the spirit of Mirkaz Ruchani, the sense of Torah, Jewish and identity. Bring it into the heart of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. And I think that is the call of the hour. And this unity between spirit and between the physical, between the material and the ephemeral, all these values of body and soul of the, the national collective and the spiritual heart I think that's the essence of what Judaism is all about and this is our great opportunity to make our difference
1: Harav Daron Peretz he is chief executive of World Mizrahi, uh, it's a very important period of time between now and March 11th and we will be reminding you on a daily basis why it's so important make sure to hop aboard everybody Votora, information about everything we've discussed this morning is on the website Mizrahi.org slash OIC Mizrahi.org slash OIC. Yehuda Friedman is campaign manager. I'm assuming you will be in touch with us both in terms of spokespeople who will be joining us and any instructions that need to be given to this audience and beyond uh, regarding the upcoming election.
15: Absolutely. So uh, um, before the election starts, people could actually go to voteoic.org to learn more information, right. to sign up, uh, and, um, and also become an ambassador. We would love to have you on board as well.
1: Is that something that you just go to the website and literally?
15: We can, you know, we, uh, the, you know, the answer is uh, is yes. Okay. You know, we'll be able to sign people up, um, and also they can email us at uh, info at voteoic dot org, um, and, um, and we're very and, and we're very excited to uh, to you know, to, grow, to, uh, to actually grow our ambassador
1: list. So I was uh, uh, suggesting becoming an ambassador in an informal manner. People could actually become an ambassador in a formal manner. Yeah. By applying and signing up online, uh, Mizrahi.org slash OIC, or is there a different vote address? Vote OIC.org. Vote OIC.org. Vote OIC.org. My thanks to you, Huda Friedman, for being here, and we will be in touch as this election process continues. And, Rav Daron, one last vision. One last vision. Uh, with the future, you've, now you've gotten me focused <laughs> on the future. You've taken me out of my element. Usually I'm day to day, Rav Daron. I'm usually day to day. But you've now gotten me out of my element, and now I'm thinking of the future. Let's make a commitment to each other. Let's make a commitment that in May of 2048, we celebrate together the 100th anniversary of the Medina in Eretz Israel, in Medinat
14: Israel. Amen. Halavay Hashem should give us all quach to be present there, and for the state of Israel to continue to grow, to continue to serve the Jewish people, and to continue to fulfill the enormous potential it has to be this chazon avim, the fulfillment of everything good, we lighten to the nations, and may we be there drinking a in Yerushalayim oh, with all of klal and good health and happiness. Bezrat Hashem.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for being here. You've now learned your lesson. If you walk in <laughs> here, it will be a long time before you leave. Uh, but I hope that won't discourage you from visiting <laughs> us again. And Rev Darot, of course, will visit us via telephone between now and the 11th of March. More coming up. Remember, this video is available forever. Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. Facebook.com. Slash Nachom Single Network, my thanks to Yoni Pollock, our videographer of the morning, as we continue on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. <laughs>
5: Ki ba ba moe, ki ba moe, I'm mm-hmm.
1: it's Kiva Moe. Jam the to wrap things up here. Uh, I want to thank again, of their own parrots, Yehuda Friedman, our special guests in the studio. Uh, the um, U.S. election for the 38th World Zionist Congress is coming up. It's five days and 15 hours away, and we'll continue to remind you uh, once the voting opens up next Tuesday, and of course, all the way until March 11th, as we uh, really hope that everybody in this audience and many others who you're affiliate w- affiliated with uh, will take the time and the very, very small investment, relatively speaking, to um, participate and vote in the election. As we described this morning, you'd be doing something that uh, could have tremendous impact for many, many years to come. Uh, Yoni Pollock tomorrow between 6 and 9 with JM and the AM. Mark Zamek Friday and Monday, and I thank him in advance. And wine Weingast, the seasoned and incredible radio announcer who's with us every single Sunday. Uh, he'll be uh, doing Tuesday mornings, J.M. I am back a week from today. Yeshiva break starts tonight. I hope everybody who goes away does two things, enjoys time with the family, and and schleps along the Nachum Siegel Network with them. Everybody out there, you know how you schlep us along? Make sure we're in your phone. Simple as that. Make sure you have the NSN app, the Nachum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and just at the touch of a button, you can be tuned into our programming no matter where you are around the world, and I hope you'll do that and I hope you'll participate uh, in all of our programming simply by doing that. Um, our listener, Seema, says, I look forward to the uh, Hamizrahi publications when our shul has it. Listener Rebecca, I signed up for daily emails. Uh, we I, I got to follow-up on that. And uh, I thank those who have been commenting on the app this morning and those who commented on our Facebook Live video as well. Acheinu Yisrael and my brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the World the Web and and the Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSNF. Mm-hmm. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM in the AM. As I said, Yoni Pollock tomorrow. Mark Zomik friday and monday matis tuesday and i am back a week from today if you have time off over the next few days for yeshiva break enjoy and i thank you all for tuning in make sure to stick with the nachum single network all day long every single day have a fabulous wednesday till next time nachum single reminding you remember the past live the present and trust the future